Stay tuned for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Evelyn, Kathy, and Carrie. Love talking today about coaching for life with special guest Judy Lester. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies here on the Bridge, Austin. What a blessing it is to have you listening to us today, and we don't take that for granted, friends. We know that you could turn that dial at any moment, but today, coaching for life. Now, I know y'all are used to me, Coach Carrie Brinkater, talking about basketball <laughs> and the kind of coaching I do, but our topic today is a little bit different type of coaching, life coaching, and we'll get into that in a minute. But welcome to Love Talk in studio today. I am with my beautiful friends, the First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davison, and my beautiful and talented, lovely, amazing friend, Kathy Enderbrock. Hi, ladies. Hello, hey, Miss Sunshine. <laughs> S-O-N Shine. Oh, that's you, Not S-U-N, S-O-N Shine. <laughs> she is. She's a bright ray of sunshine. Yeah. It's great to be in studio. Oh, my gosh. Being in studio is so much better than calling in. I, I'm so blessed when I get to call in from Boise and have that break and get to talk with on Love Talk with the Love Ladies. But being in studio and getting to see your fantastic faces, it makes it makes such a big difference. It does. And I, I don't know about y'all, but I just, when we leave this studio and go into our weeks, I just feel energized. And I, I feel like I draw all off of your joy. Um, and I feel like I can go and conquer whatever I need to for the rest of the week. That, that um, uh, basketball court, huh? No, well, no, not necessarily that. But just Run anything, up the score. Just anything. Um, I feel like I can take some of your your nuggets of wisdom, Miss Evelyn, and, and apply those, you know, the things that you say, uh, the rope of hope or um, just your race sunshine, of grace. your race for grace. You know, I just I, I think about those things and. Miss Evelyn, I have not told you this, but um, at my dad's service a few weeks back, um, I was able to give the plan of salvation, but I was able to talk about my dad, and one of the things that I talked about was his joy, and I used your uh, analogy, how you always say, it's Jesus over you, and that was the perfect way Mm -hmm. to describe my dad, um, and why he had that big smile, and why he had that joy, and why he just could exude something that was so different than the world around him, and that was Jesus over him. And so, thank you, Miss Evelyn. Um, you welcome. you just invade every space uh, inside my brain, and I love that about you and how you have just mentored me so well over the past few years. Uh, well, Kathy, it's great to have you in studio today, and I know that you're getting back to life and getting back to rolling with only two babies under the roof. I know. The oldest is now securely at a Baylor University, and school year has started. We are firmly into the school year, and so this is what I like about today's program is that um, you know, we see school buses on the road, children crossing the street, school sports joy- jerseys in the grocery stores. And, you know, for those of us who have youth that play sports, we know that a lot of our kiddos are going to be meeting new coaches this year. And we all know what an incredible difference a coach can make. I mean, Carrie, you were an NCAA coach of the year, and you led so your team to victory so many times. 
sometimes I think, I wish I had someone to lead me to victory, you know. I mean, that's the good thing is Jesus, he's our coach, wow, right? Wow, wow. But, you know, for those of us, um, we just don't have to be an athlete to have a coach. Life coaches are like this big new thing. And in the late 1980s, celebrities were beginning to get life coaches. And now, these days, it's likely that all of us have at least one friend who has seen or is seen a life coach. And I've always wondered, what is all this life coaching about? Like, that's just weird. You know, I'm sorry. It just seems kind of odd. And so we really want to kind of peel back the layers and dive into this life coaching thing and figure out what all the fuss is about and discuss, is it even a biblical way to grow and mature as Christians? So we have invited a very special guest who is going to help shed some light on this today. So I'm excited. We're going to meet her in just a few minutes. I want to share the key verse because this is kind of neat for me. It's it's from Hosea, which is in the Old Testament. And like Hosea, I, I didn't even know that was a book in the Bible. There's so many unusual names. You know, it's like James and Matthew and John and Paul. Those are so easy. But, you know, there's like Hosea in the Old Testament. Go look him up. It's an amazing book, friends. Mm-hmm. You will love, you will just fall in love with Hosea. And he tells us, and I've taken this translation out of the message. It says, if you want to live well, make sure you understand all of this. If you know what's good for you, you'll learn this inside and out. God's paths get you where you want to go. Right living people walk them easily, but wrong living people are always tripping and stumbling. And so, you know, at Love Talk, we don't want to be tripping and stumbling. We want to be uh, walking out God's word, knowing it, understanding it, and sometimes... You know, sometimes a coach, a life coach might help us with that. Um, now, in this summer, over the summer, Evelyn, you, you've been on sabbatical mm-hmm. and you have been working through some health issues. You look amazing. You look mm-hmm. fantastic. Thank you. And, you know, what, what's your update now? I mean, we're, we're kind of getting into things and it, what's happening out at the Capitol? Well, we're kind of quiet down there. Uh, we are working on uh, First Lady Tea or luncheon. Mm-hmm. I vote a luncheon because uh, it mm, it's uh, a little bit more private than, you know, a tea. You go in, you just go from one little thing to the other. But anyway, we uh, last year we did have um, First Lady Tea uh, in the afternoon in the capital, I mean, in, uh, in the mansion. And she is such a lovely person. Uh, so we are thinking probably the first week in November, uh, Austin Baptist Church, uh, has offered to host it and we just need to put the committee together and, uh, uh, we'll have a speaker and we're thinking about bringing, uh, Chuck, well, um, oh well, I can't even think, the, the astronaut that we had. Oh, what, yes. what was his name? Yes, yes. Miss um, Evelyn, you have put me on the spot. <laughs> I'm sorry. But he I'm was wonderful, but he was wonderful at the governor's prayer breakfast. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, she uh, is, they live in New Braunfels. And when I was with Stone Cold Ministries, I started Christian Women's Clubs all across, you know, Central Texas. And she was the uh, um, chairman or uh, for New Braunfels and uh, married to a man that was um, 
working toward heaven, but didn't have a passport. Okay. Chuck okay. did not. Ha- he was not a Christian. And uh, so she'll, she's going to talk about how it is that when, you know, you have a husband that's not walking the right walk. And so we're excited about that. I think that'll uh, get us pretty well well. Then uh, throughout the end of the year, we've got some other plans in the making. But okay. Well, and if in people- October, uh-huh. I remind you again. 35 years of love talk in the Austin market. (laughs) Can you believe it? It's amazing, Miss Evelyn. Well, you all have made it so very, very special. And Jean, our manager, and I were talking just earlier. Boy, I couldn't have picked two better ones. Y'all did. You are it. Well, you're sweet. You're sweet. Kathy, why don't you introduce us to our guest today? Oh, my goodness. Okay, fantastic. So, um... I want to tell you a little bit about her, and she sent me this amazing bio, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of read through it because it really helps you get a feel for who she is. So helping people by listening. This is what Judy Lester has spent a lifetime doing. As a child who was told to be seen and not heard, her mastery of listening and observing was developed quite young and has served her well. Judy's professional career spans over 30 years and includes individual coaching, strategic planning, and executive leadership. She worked for 13 years in corporate bookstore leadership before opening and operating an award-winning specialty retail store. In 2016, she and her husband sold their booming business of 20 years, and Judy became a certified professional coach. So she added to those listening skills the tools for powerful questioning, challenging default thinking, and for shining the light on hidden greatness within those she coaches. She loves helping others engage their minds in new ways to go after the big dreams God has placed in their hearts. Welcome, Judy Lester. Welcome to Love Talk. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here and appreciate you having me. It's, uh, you know, Judy, I, I love your story. And gosh, Judy, we've known each other a long time. Um, when we first moved to Georgetown uh, 17 years ago, I yes. think we met. So you have a senior in high school now. That's correct. That's correct. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So you you are walking the journey of two teenagers just like Kathy and I. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only not having to feel that empty nest little piece gone yet. So your I know time I've got that come. year coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm watching Kathy and others like you as you say goodbye and watch a new chapter for your child. It's exciting and sad and scary all at the same time. I think it would be easier if she wasn't out of state. I yes. think that's the oh. thing that's making it so difficult. Mm-hmm. Probably. probably is. Well, Judy, I, uh, you know, as Kathy told us, you know, I remember sitting with you years and years ago and you telling me your story of how you used to you know, open these great bookstores and you led this kind of fancy life and you and your husband, Lynn, you know, you never um, really desired to have children. And then all of a sudden you were sitting down at dinner one night and you just kind of looked at each other and you said, we're kind of missing something. Mm -hmm. And so you decided to have children and then you completely, both of you completely changed your career paths and you opened this amazing store in Georgetown that was loved by, still is loved by many. You sold, you, you, this store became so well known over 20 years and then you sold it and now you're reinventing yourself again, but using all the skills that you've obviously had all of these years to now become a life coach. And um, when we return from our break, you're going to tell us 
more about what that means um, and how that's impacted you and maybe how you came to this place uh, to become a life coach. But friends, I, I just have to tell you, I've always been so inspired by Judy because She's not afraid. She just jumps right into the next thing and completely has reinvented herself using the skills that God gifted her with in many different areas to uh, to take new journeys throughout her life. So don't feel like you're stuck. And when we return to Love Talk, you'll get to know more about life coaching and what that means right after these messages from our beautiful sponsors right here on Love Talk. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. This is Kathy Endebrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkader, the beautiful Miss Evelyn Davison, and our very special guest, Life Coach Judy Lester. So we just met Judy in our first segment. We have so many questions for you today, Judy. And, you know, I'm going to hand it over to Evelyn to start with the tough ones first. Well, you know, we always have this number one question that uh, we have to ask ourselves every day. You know, what is it that's real in my life? And so we want to know how it is that you came to the point that the love of the Lord Jesus was real in your life. You know, that's a really interesting story because my faith journey began very early. I was raised in church. I was in the church nursery from day one. And not just in the church nursery on Sundays, but literally almost every day of the week because my mother was a big believer in you go to church every time the door is open. And so it was multiple times a week from the time I was tiny. What happened in that is that I grew a strong knowledge of God and the Bible, and I learned so much. And at seven, I decided it was time for me to ask Jesus into my heart. That was the natural, normal thing to do. My friends were doing it. We all did it. What I found, though, is that as I grew in my faith, as I got older, I questioned it a lot. And I wondered how real it was because what happened is while my mother was very much about going to church every Sunday, when we got home, it wasn't mentioned. We didn't live it. Our house was not a place of peace and rest and kindness and love. And so it really made me, it was a disconnect for me. How can I go to church and hear all about love and yet not experience that at home? And so... My faith is something I struggled with throughout all of my years, but I really leaned heavily on it. Um, Our church had a little prayer chapel that I would go to throughout high school when I had problems. I would go to that prayer chapel. It was open 24 hours a day, and I could go in and I would pray and just ask God to help me understand this position I'm in, this disconnect that I have. Help draw me to you, God, and help me get through how, how I feel about this. And he was so faithful. But then I graduated from high school. And I moved out pretty much the day after Mm. and started my own life journey. And I changed churches, and I had a great church. And then my career began. Um, I was fortunate enough that once I moved out on my own, I got a great full-time job with a bookstore and started working there while going to college. And I just got an incredible career opportunity. And so I quit college, and I went and I took it. And in doing so, when I moved the town of my upbringing and where my family and where all of my Christian friends were, it gave me the opportunity again to, what will I choose? I chose a church there, got involved a little bit, and continued on. 
But then what happened is I moved back to my hometown, and I met the man of my dreams, (laughs) and we got married, and he had become a Christian in high school. But he didn't have a strong foundation of faith. And so as we began to figure out, what do we look like as a couple? What do we look like as a married couple who loves Jesus? We went to churches, and we'd sit in the parking lot and not go in. And then we just abandoned our faith. We both just said, you know what, this is not for us right now. And so after 13 years of marriage, we decided, Carrie's story (laughs) earlier, that we were going to have children. That children weren't so bad. They looked pretty cool. It might be kind of fun after all, even though we didn't think we wanted to do it. And I had a miscarriage. We were elated. We got pregnant fast. It was so exciting. And then, boom, a miscarriage. And that just knocked me down. And I looked at him then, and I said, it's time. We have got to get back to church. We have got to find our place with God. And if we're going to go about the business of raising children, we have got to do it in a godly way. Mm -hmm. And so that's what brought us back to um, church. And when that happened, that's when I really became someone who truly believed in Jesus. When I rededicated my life, whatever happened as a child, and then I departed from it, I really felt like it was a time for a renewing. And so I took that and said, now is the time, and we are going to be all in. And we've been all in ever since, serving in every way that we could, everywhere we've been, because we feel so passionate about trying to make it easy for people to understand the love mm-hmm. and the provision and the goodness of God. And the power. Absolutely the power. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Wow. Wow, what what a story. I, I did not know. I thought I knew you so well, Judy uh-huh. Lester. Now I, <laughs> um, well, tell us, what is life coaching? You know, we talk, we have all of these, I, it's buzzwords now, right? And mm-hmm. when I saw that this was your new path, I'm so excited to hear about why you chose this. And tell us more about it. Okay, so let me tell you how I got into life coaching to explain what it is. I was having a coffee with a friend, and we were talking about her adoption journey and all of the struggles that she was having with it and the struggles at home between her and her husband. Do we adopt? Do we not adopt? Do we go overseas? What's this going to do to our family? Just so many different confusing questions. And as we worked through them, at the end of the conversation, she said, Have you ever thought about being a life coach? And I said, I don't even know what a life coach is. (laughs) And she said, well, I think you need to look into it. And so I went home that night because we had just sold our store. And I was going, hmm, now what am I going to (laughs) do? Because like silly people that we are, we just took the plunge and we had no idea what we wanted to do. The store sold much faster than we thought it would. And so we were kind of scrambling. We just got it done and then said, okay, we'll figure it out. So I went home and I spent the whole evening Googling life coaching and looking at life coaching schools. And I continued to do that for several days and then found the one that just resonated with me. I looked at Christian life coaching. I looked at every aspect of it. And I just said, yes, this is for me. This is what I want to do. And so I signed up with one of the best coaching schools in the world and did a nine-month program to become a life coach. And so as I did that, what I learned life coaching is is that it's a process between a client and a coach where the coach asks empowering questions and really helps the person dig deep inside themselves for the answers rather than gives them the answers. Because God has uniquely equipped each and every one of us to with skills, abilities, experience, and a purpose. 
and mine is different than yours. We're both coaches, but you get the team on the court <laughs> and you make the ball go through the hoop. You know, (laughs) yes, that's where you're going for. That's the peak performance you're working for, where the peak performance for me is in the mind. And it's just like get your head in the game. It's the same thing. It's getting your head in the game of life, even in the game of your Christian living, in the game of everything you do, because fear does hold us back. And fear is a liar. Mm -hmm. And so a coach helps you see and expose your fears so you can discard the lies that they tell you. So that you can move forward in a way that God has called you to, which is really cool. Helping people really see their inner greatness and what God has made them to be and claim who they are in God. Claim the wonderful things that he's made them to be. That is so exciting to let people basically just hold up a mirror as a coach you're just holding up a mirror so that you're reflecting what that person is saying and everything that they're about to help them know hey i have so much more in me than i thought i did god equipped me with so much more than i'm using so what would you say judy is like the the a difference between a life coach and like a, a christian mentor i think we've all had those mentors in our lives who have made a profound difference for each of us like how, how how is that different? Right. So a mentor is someone that, and, and I think it's very biblical to have a mentor, someone, a Christian friend, a Christian person who is going to lead you and guide you in the right way, lead you to the right scriptures, that sort of thing, and listen and have empathy. A coach is very much more detached from it in that it's really all about you. It doesn't matter what they think, what they feel, what they believe. It is all about helping you understand what you think and you feel and you believe. And so the mentor comes in and helps you almost, it works side by side because a mentor can really help you process some of the discoveries you're having and based on how well they know you, help you look to the Bible and look deep within to see all of those traits and things that God has given you and how you can use them. So mm-hmm. it's really a very complimentary thing, but because a coach has a more objective view and doesn't know you personally, there's no skin in the game for the coach. Mm-hmm. So it's totally up to you and God to choose your destiny. How does that relate to Jesus when he walked the earth as he coached? <laughs> oh, isn't it so similar? It is, and that's why coaching is so biblical, because Jesus paved the way to help people see all that they were equipped to do. And he, you know, in the Bible, it talks continually about the transforming of our minds, and that transforming of our minds is so important, because that's what coaching does. It helps you, our thoughts become just automatic Mm -hmm. and we don't think through things well we just run off and do things without Mm -hmm. thinking but as we transform our minds and really challenge our thinking and really challenge it biblically god puts the right thoughts into our mind to help us follow the path that he has for us he gives us the tools he really does Mm -hmm. the tools and the more we seek him the more he points it to us right there in his word wow so when people sign up For your services, do they know they're getting a Christian life coach? Yes. I always tell people in the beginning that I like to 
coach with Christian people. I like to include faith. And a lot of times it'll be people that say, I have faith or I'm spiritual mm-hmm. or whatever. But the great thing I find about that is it gives me the opportunity to plant seeds for what my mm-hmm. faith looks like versus their faith. Mm-hmm. And so I like coaching with people that are out of the Christian faith, but I, I really love coaching with people who are in it because when we have that shared thing and I can actually say, you know, I'm going to pray for you and and when I coach Christians, it's inspiring to me because I see what God does in their life and it makes me want to do more and to seek God more. As I watch them seek God and have incredible things happen, it really, I'm the, the student as much as the teacher. I am inspired. I am inspired by Coach Lester here. I love having having you in studio. When we return to Love Talk Friends, we're going to continue to talk about maybe what a, a typical session of coaching might look like with Judy and one of her clients and how can a coach help in areas of our life that, that we're just struggling with professionally, personally. Um, what a great topic. What a great topic because I, I didn't really know um, that life coaching could be so biblical. So what a what a blessing, Judy. You've already been to us today. Friends, when we return to Love Talk, more about coaching right after these messages here with the Love Ladies. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk and the Love Ladies here on Love Talk. The Bridge Radio. What a blessing it is to have you today. Now, I don't know if you're listening to us on the archives or if you're actually listening to us on a fine Saturday afternoon. Uh, but either way, we are happy to have you. And just remember, there is an app. So you can um, have the app on your phone for the Bridge uh, Radio Station, and you can listen to all the great shows that are programmed here on this uplifting station. And boy, some great shows. Um, you might be thinking, oh, it's all just preachers. It's not. There's financial shows. There's shows. Um, there's medical shows. I mean, it is a great lineup that they have in store for you. So take a look. Go online. Look up the bridge, and you'll find a list there of all of the programming. Um, and, of course, you know, you'll want to take note of the love ladies. But you've already found us. So now you can find some other ones on this very uplifting radio station. So so grateful that you are here. I feel like I'm in my element today. Have we ever had another coach with us, girls? We've never needed another coach. Why would we want another coach? Kathy's <laughs> like, I'm alone. No. Coach, what is that? That's right. <laughs> I'm not athletic. <laughs> it's great to have Judy Lester in studio with us today. Life coach. Judy Lester. I all I know is that you know coaching basketball. Judy here is coaching life. And uh, Judy, you know, you were talking about how how coaching for you is uh, is biblical. How you love to bring in Christian principles in your coaching. And uh, when you're coaching someone who is a Christian, you can really be overt about those things and dive into scripture. Um, and when you're coaching with someone who's not a Christian, you can still walk down a path that points them um, to nuggets of truth with a capital T. Uh, And I love that. So what might a typical coaching session involve? So a coaching session is much different than a consulting session. I want to bring that out because a lot of people have a confusion between what's the difference 
between a coach and a consultant. Mm. Consultants tell you what to do. They look at your problem and they go, here is what you need to do. I actually hired a consultant to help me with a piece of my business. And after I got off the phone with him, it was like whiplash to me because he was going, and you need to do this and this and this and this. And I thought, I don't want to do all that. (laughs) And then I said, oh, but wait, I'm a coach. I get to choose what I do. And because it really does help you learn to choose the things that work for you and the things that don't. And so a coaching session, we really start out with what's the thing that's going on in your life or your work or whatever today that is causing you the most distraction? What's Mm -hmm. in the back of your mind that's keeping you continually trying to figure out that's really bothering you? Mm -hmm. And we begin to just break that down because in transforming our minds, breaking it down looks like what are the thoughts that are creating mm-hmm. the struggles and the feeling you have with this? And where, where is that coming from? And what does God's word say? And what do we know that helps us transform that thought into something more supportive? Because Satan is throwing unsupportive thoughts into our heads all day, every day, and just building them up. And we begin to feel the weight of them. And our brains retain them in a little tiny part of our brain that says... Yeah, you know, it's telling us all these words, and we don't often enough recognize those and surrender them and reframe them to what God says, which is all about love, mm-hmm. how we love ourselves and how we love others. And so as we break down the thoughts of whatever it is that they're struggling with, we're able to find thoughts that are more supportive because thoughts are really just about the circumstance. The circumstance doesn't make us feel these things. It's our thoughts about the circumstance that make us feel these things. So as we break that down and really look at what is the circumstance and what is the thought that you're having about that's causing you this feeling, well, how do you want to feel about it? Then how can you create a new thought? Because we often think that we need to get others to do something different. If they'll just this and they should this and if he'll that, then all will be so happy. But that isn't really how it works because we can't control other people we can't make them make the choices we want them to make as hard as we try boy i know it with teenagers don't you oh gosh (laughs) neither one of y'all has a boy but uh yes um it's it's interesting the teenage years how about two boys (laughs) and isn't that why god gives us teenagers is because i think it helps us understand that that we can't control other people we have Mm -hmm. to lead in god and and we have to control our own selves. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, that thought that you're having about someone. Would you like to say something, Evelyn? Yeah. You know, uh, gosh, about 38 years ago in Austin, we um, helped build a Christian counseling service. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the doctors, the Ph guys that uh, came on with us, his name is Dr. Chris Thurman. Mm-hmm. And he has written a book called The Lives We Believe. Okay. The lies we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, until I faced that one day, uh, I just, it, it was a total attitude changer because I always thought, well, if I had just, you know, had not done this and measuring every little thing by life when he mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. you know, don't tell yourself a lie. Tell, tell yourself the truth and then get on with your life. Right. And that is so true. You know, we it see is. that with children. Mm-hmm. Uh but it is a concept. It's, you know, it's, uh, he's written probably a dozen books since then. But that one, we do lie to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We do. And we have to find somebody like you to show us, you know, right. what to it is. To shine the mirror on it because it is so easy right. to just, it just is natural. It's a natural tendency that our brains do. And until we stop it, 
it, it just runs rampant. Isn't yeah. that interesting? I mean, it's, it's actually a, a political tactic. If you say something often enough, people will accept it as truth. And so sometimes yes. uh, when we tell ourselves something often enough, that thought reoccurs often enough. Mm-hmm. We just accept it as truth and we stop questioning it. So I like how you say that you just shine the light on it and you start to question that thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what I do all the time in the political arena. I'm like, I've heard this a lot over and over again in mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. So I'm going to start to press on that and question that. Is it really true? And, mm-hmm. you know, I think with therapists, it's called cognitive behavioral therapy that you do look at the thoughts behind those behaviors. Right. You begin reworking the thoughts in order to change the behavior. So right. that's I like it. And I do like that you also are not just a life coach. coach. You are a credentialed life coach. So it's not like you woke up one day and said, I'm going to start being a life coach to everybody. <laughs> this is really cool. I'm going to live their life. Get yeah. out of trouble. Right. And there are a lot of those these days. Yes. Coaching has become so popular. There's a lot of self-declared. And so it is something when you're looking for a life coach to look and bet out for is someone who is credentialed because we are upheld to a higher standard. We go through something that says we're going to be ethical and that we are mm-hmm. going to uphold certain standards of um, professional practice. And that's really important because you could get led down the wrong road if you didn't. Well, so I, I'm really interested in hearing, you know, I always talk about give me proof that this works. I mm-hmm. want proof that it works. And, you know, I, I know Jesus had a lot of problems with that with Thomas. He's like, give me proof that Christ is alive, you know. But I, I am a person. I want proof. Show me the hard stats that, that, that this actually works. I mean, do you have success stories that you've seen where you can say this really works? Yes, I've had many wonderful success stories, but one that comes to mind is um, a woman I've coached, I'll call her um, Sandy. So Sandy, when we first started working together, was working in a job that she just really didn't like, and she was trying to chart her path out of that job. And so that's where we began. But what happened is along working on that she decided to try to separate her daughter from his, the birth father that the daughter had, that they never really had a relationship. She wanted to get into a new relationship. She ended up getting married and uh, married a man with a special needs son who is really, really brutal. So, so many things in life exploded beyond what we first began coaching with. And, you know, each week I said, What's the thing that's bothering you? And my goodness, it was so many different things. So over the course of the last year, go from that place of I want to change careers to my life blew up. My life got great. My life blew up again. And then we worked through each one of those things. And today she is working in her new self-owned career, highly successful. They've gotten everything in place with their family. They've relocated they've just everything and the amazing thing was when she joined with this man that she married their commitment to God at the center and really Becky's commitment to God at the center the entire time was unbelievable just with her daughter with every step that she took the prayerful and the biblical steps that she would go to validate every decision she made was so inspiring and so admirable because she just really sought God at the center and 
sometimes when she would feel that pushback, it was so great to be able to lean back into that with her and say, you know, you're, you got to cut yourself some slack here because you are doing everything that God is calling you to do. You are following through in every way, and he's going to be faithful. And in every struggle, as she would begin to crumble, she would just go, wow, you know, you're right. God is God is just right here with me in this and he's providing everything that I need and now she's just in the absolute best place and it's so amazing to see that's awesome so you you started with one area and Mm -hmm. it really bled into every area you started in the professional realm with her yes and she was probably thinking it was going to stay there it was going to stay in this professional box right and then it moved into a personal box and really guiding her through questions as Mm -hmm. you say okay so here's your question and here's your next question and her really coming to a place both professionally and personally where she can say all right okay I'm in a good place now that's that's awesome. So there's your proof, Kathy. There's your proof is in the pudding. Okay, right <laughs> I'm I'm becoming a believer now. This is I mean that that is pretty profound because I would have said, "Oh my gosh, just send that girl to a counselor like Sandy's got to see a counselor." But then you go, "Wow, to have someone actually come outside and say, "Let me just focus on how you are doing life. Let's work out mm-hmm. how you are doing life." I mean, just learning how to do life well, that can have such a profound impact. You know, you think about the uh, TV shows where this shrink leans you back on the couch and tell me how you're feeling. Yeah, and sometimes that just goes in circles and circles. And yet, I and I and I do think there's absolutely a place for that. I'm I'm not I'm not you know speaking against that. My mom has been a, a, a therapist for uh, gosh twenty over. A very long time, I'll say. <laughs> and, um, but I love, I, so, okay, I might be sold on this life coaching. Well, <laughs> friends, all right, we have one segment left. We have just a few final questions that we are dying to ask. So stay with us. We'll be back right after a word from our amazing sponsors here on Love Talk. Oh, I hate oh, when so I do that with Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the love ladies, and we're so grateful and thankful that you are here. There's a reason why you are listening to this show today, why you have found us today. Topic is, why church? And the Bible is so specific on so many things. I've talked about a time in my life when I stepped away from the church. Very big mistake. Uh, Miss Evelyn talked about her experiences with church. Now, Kathy, um, I'm sure that there has been a time in your life where you've experienced something powerful in church that maybe you couldn't experience anywhere else. Can you can you talk us through that? Yes. I mean, so this is the one thing that was such a surprise to me because, um, you know, I had grown up in surrounded by prayer. And, you know, my mom would pray with me and I would go to bed at night listening to my great grandmother, you know, pray for me audibly by name. And she would pray for everyone in the household. And I just thought I kind of knew everything about prayer. And um, when I was in Australia, I, I, I started learning how to pray myself, that this is a personal relationship with God, not something for um, 
the dance store. That's right. That's right. Not, and that, not something for someone else to do. If I had a problem, it, I wasn't supposed to call my mom and have her pray for me, which, I mean, it's fine to do that, but I needed to be able to pray. So I had learned a lot about prayer. Well, I was back in the States. I had been just really actively engaged in a personal relationship with the Lord for a number of years and actively impre- uh, engaged with prayer and having developing that personal prayer life. Um, and my church, this gal at my church, um, wanted to help other women experience prayer and learn about prayer. So she hosted a little party at her home, and it was called Popcorn Prayer. And she wanted to teach women just basic popcorn prayer, that prayer was easy, it was simple, it didn't have to be elaborate, it didn't have to be with a lot of words. And so we came over to our house. We all had a lovely lunch, and then we broke up into these groups of five. And so we were in all these different place, places within her house, and, and then there was a leader, and then that leader led us through popcorn prayer. And, it, you know, the premise of it was you, you basically walk through certain things, adoration um, and thanksgiving, walk through certain elements of prayer, and you can only say, like, one or two little words that come to mind. So you can't pray big sentences and you don't go one person then the next person then the next person it's if you have something to like when she says lord um we we praise you we just want to come and praise you now someone might say because you are almighty another one might say i praise you for that you're amazing creator and um and so you know you you don't take turns you just say what comes to mind and 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 after no one can no one is pressed to say anything more in that particular area then you move on to the to the next area um and i just thought oh it's so simple and so basic and i really wasn't expecting much from it and we were praying and it was just the first time that i really felt the presence of the holy spirit mm-hmm. just this fullness and this lightness and this love and this peace and this like excitement you know you can only express it with like a thousand different words and none of Mm -hmm. them is the right word and it was so incredible and so afterwards after we were done I wanted to jump up and go like oh my gosh (laughs) did you feel that that was amazing did you feel that and then but I thought well they must have all felt that and this is just this is this they're they this is only new for you, Kathy. This isn't new for them. Like, they experience this every time in prayer. It's just because you're such a, a newbie. And so I, you know, I and looking back, I wish I had jumped up and down and went like, wow, did you experience what I just experienced? That was incredible. Um, but I just look back on that and go, well, it was an assembly with ladies who really did want to pursue God's heart, who really did want to press into that relationship, gathering together some who were experienced, some who were middle of the road, some who were just beginners. And, you know, God really honored that. I thought it was so incredible. And had I not been in church, I would have completely missed that, completely missed that. And I've never had an experience like that in Mm. my personal prayer time. Wow. So being in fellowship Mm -hmm. with believers, and these were women, um, coming along together, uh, just, I I use the word just, but that's true, right? Just praying. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. And what, yeah. and I know, friends, that you can hear Kathy in her voice as she's speaking about this with such passion. 
those same emotions are flooding her again as she reflects back on that time. And that's what church and fellowship does for us. Um, you know, so many amazing times. Now, you know, Kathy, there, I know there, are, we've got a lot of our listening friends, Miss Evelyn, that may say, you know what? I've been hurt by the church. I'm not going back to the church. I've been hurt there. You know, somebody said something to me. Somebody did something. And I think we have to be very careful to understand that our people in leadership, you know, whoever's the chairman of the personnel or the, the chairman of the finance committee or the, the church secretary or the pastor or whatever, they're all humans, and um, they all experience the same temptations that we do in our life as well. And to put somebody in church leadership up on a pedestal is a, is a really dangerous thing. Um, years ago, uh, when Ashley and I uh, moved into a, a home in Georgetown, um, we were blessed to have some across-the-street neighbors that moved in just maybe about a year after we did. And they were unchurched, and they really didn't know anything about the church. And so we're like, hey, you know, come to our church, come to our church. And a very long story short, they have accepted Christ. They're just amazing, amazing people. And so along their journey, I said, hey, I just, I just want to caution you guys about something. Just remember that I know you love our pastor and you love our 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 leader of worship and um, all of these things are so exciting but just remember they're humans and so you know they're people too and we we all um at some point in our lives will make mistakes and you may not always agree with the decisions that they make but that's life right and we just we find ways to move forward and um because I just didn't want them you know to 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 have a bad experience or to have a distorted view about what the church is and who who encompasses the church. So don't so friends out there if you're saying I've been hurt by the church, you know what? Try again. Mm-hmm. Try again because we're all human and just like you may say something to your husband and hurt his feelings um, that's church, too. It's going to happen within a body of believers as well. Well, and I think, you know, if we want to receive grace and God pours out his grace on us. I think we have a tendency to become spoiled little children, but when we Mm. have to pour out grace Mm. on others, we realize what it costs. We realize when we have to hold our tongue, Mm. when we have to go and encourage, when we have to look past the offense, when we have to refuse to, to take on the offense, when we have to live out forgiveness and live out grace, that is when we truly start to appreciate the grace that we have been shown. And, you know, at church, church requires grace for people to extend grace to us and for us to extend grace to others. I call it the race of grace. You know, it is, we're going toward the goal of being like Jesus and, and doing those things that would bring honor and glory to him. And, um, it is grace, G-R-A-C-E, folks. Well, Join us. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, the church is about the body of Christ coming together. And it, it, we come together for several purposes, to fellowship and worship and prayer, to share the good news of Christ, and to serve others with love in the name of Christ. And when we're serving, isn't that just filled with just loads and loads of grace and um you know, when we serve others, I find that I'm so 
incredibly blessed by the ones I'm serving many times. Uh, the church was never meant to hole up or give up or blend in. The church is is meant to be a light in the darkness, a light that will not be snuffed out, but that will grow brighter as the days grow darker. And, you know, Kathy, it's, it's such an encouragement whenever you find a place where you feel like you fit. And so to our listening friends out there, I would encourage you to, there are so many churches there's, and it's not about the denomination per se, as long as it is a Bible-believing church that believes Jesus came to this earth as a baby, that he died to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us of our sins, that he rose again on the third day. So, Bible churches with the name, you know, such and such Bible church, a Baptist church, whatever feels right to you. There's some churches that are more into rituals. There's some some churches that are more into worship. But, um, you know, preaching the name of Jesus and, and believing those things is key. Absolutely. And the, you want a church who wants you to open your Bible. Yes. <laughs> I, I think that the one of the things that I love about um, our church, Main Street in Georgetown, and, and Eagle Christian Church that we go to, in um, Boise is that um, they want us the pastor says open your Bible read this we're going through the book of Ephesians right now in Idaho and he made us all sign a contract saying that during this series we would read through the book of Ephesians from start to finish four times oh wow so get in a, a, a church that preaches scripture preaches from the scripture does not compromise it it does not look like the world looks it is different it is unique and it is a believing worshiping prayerful church friends we just want to encourage you if you can't tell go and find a church <laughs> it is worth the investment go and if you need to check out four or five and then choose the one but make sure you choose that one um, remember Christ loved the church that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word he nourishes and cherishes the church you want to be a part of that and friends, it all starts with that personal relationship with Christ, the ABCs, admit that you, are the, that you are a sinner. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Believe that Jesus Christ is God's son, that he died on that cross and rose again to offer that free gift of salvation and the power that you need in this life. Confess your faith in Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Friends, it has been a great time of love talk, talking with you about why church. Email or call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. We'll send you a Bible and you can go listen to our archives on lovetalknetwork.com. This is Kathy Endebrock joining you today with Coach Carrie Brinkader and Evelyn Davison. Thank you for joining us on Love Talk. We'll be with you again next week.